0: this morning sickness
1: you've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself he's evil I'm sitting right here
0: come on no I'm... no he's not he's not evil he's just a bit rude 98-U-P-T. there you go Godsmack for you listen to that uh Godsmack course gonna be part of Youth fest uh, this weekend which is pretty great right weather's oh, yeah. gonna be perfect everything's gonna be amazing uh, speaking of perfect and amazing our friend Kevin Ray is on the phone. Let's get to Kevin right away. Perfect and amazing Kevin Ray is here. Kevin, are you there? I am
1: here, Jonathan.
0: How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm trying to keep my hopes up. Uh, you know, you you are the... Unfortunately, and Kevin, I have to apologize publicly to you for this. Uh, you take the brunt <laughs> of my text during a broadcast now, as a, as a guy who does a silly fart show, people will text me all day long, and I can handle it. But you're doing a serious job. You're actually a professional something or other. And so me on the other end of you know, just constantly complaining to the person I know is watching the game, that's my problem is I can't text friends that you know, may or may not be watching. It just seems crazy. I know you're there. So I, I yell at you. You're my conduit to the Suns. And so I'll apologize now for uh, the whole year of bothering you during games.
1: I I'm always happy to be the the sounding board and provide whatever uh solace I can, Giant.
0: Yeah. And you're really good at just uh placating me with a thumbs up or a yep. And that's what I really appreciate because it's, you know, at least it shows you're paying attention to everything else. Now, Kevin, uh I don't know if you've seen it, but it's all over the internet. Uh DeAndre Ayton standing out of bounds watching uh Tory Craig and the Joker fight over a rebound and he has become kind of a laughable joke across the nation and i want to know uh what you tell me how we deal with this as sports fans as suns fans how are we dealing with it
1: well look you know it it is what it is um the the video you know as 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 they say the eye in the sky don't lie um and, you know, it, it's certainly not a becoming clip of, uh, you know, it's not a still photo. It's a, it's about 12, 15 Are you sure? seconds of, of video. I think he is a still photo. I think
0: it actually is a still photo of DeAndre. And one of those, you know, those magic moments where everybody else is still and they can move one character? That's what they did with it. Uh, right. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> tough to see.
0: It's tough to watch because I think all of us recognize the, at least visually, he passes every test of an athlete. I think I know why he didn't uh, get involved in that play. Okay. He was a little confused about the rule because he was standing... Out of bounds. That's right. He's like I'm not yes. I'm out of bounds. I can no longer. play. That's because right. I'm... Because that's what you want by playoff time. As a guy yeah. who's still trying to figure. Yeah, out. Yeah, he's trying
1: games. to figure it. Out. Oh, he was. He was. I see. He he was thinking uh, as you lay it out, Brady. He was thinking that I can't be the first guy to touch the right. ball because right. I'm out of bounds. And yeah,
0: because that's he's right such guy. a knowledgeable yeah. NFL guy, <laughs> he confuses the game. But I, I think after you look at him and you like, he passes all the eye tests and all the like. My God, if I. Ha- I think most people feel like if I had what he has naturally. 14 points and 7 rebounds just isn't an acceptable night for me. I should be furious. And he doesn't have it.
1: Hey, yeah look i mean we, we saw something similar play out game one against the clippers and you know the the good news and, and look the reality is there's only one way to respond for both he and the team because yeah. you know deandre was not alone in, in the, the the shortcomings of the team but there's only one way to respond and that is through your play yeah um there's there's no amount of words that that can be said or, frankly, need to be said. You just got to go out and and prove it and show it. And he's done that, um, especially in the brief history that he's had, matched up against Joker and the Nuggets. It's just, you know, from a fan's perspective, there's no denying the level of frustration because, you know, you, you feel like those lessons should have been learned in games one and two in that Clippers series and understanding the opponent you're playing in the Nuggets that, you know, they, they've heard all the talk, Uh, you know, they, they know the sun swept them a couple of years ago. And I think what people forget is the sun swept them two years ago without Jamal Murray. And that dude's pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, And it
0: was right after the bubble Jamal Murray, which everybody's like, who's Jamal Murray and where's his Jersey?
1: Yeah. They were two games away from getting to the finals that year. Yeah. So
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and you forget also, Aaron Gordon wasn't on this team, and I mean this is a loaded team. This is this is not your this is not the injured Clippers, so you can't have these lapses no. that you had uh, the other night. Now you're right that the Suns may not have had their best game, but it's arguable that Denver did.
1: Don't you think? Yeah, look, I mean you 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 look at what Jamal Murray did, and is he capable of doing that consistently through the playoffs? Absolutely. Uh, you would like to think that they've got an answer for, for Aaron Gordon. Um, three or four from from downtown for Gordon is certainly higher than you would expect. But, you know, the, with all those points that they got from their starters, it wasn't as though. Their bench eviscerated ours. Pretty even, twenty four to twenty three. But it was it was all self inflicted wounds for yeah. the Suns. I mean, they shot fifty one percent from the field, but you give up seventeen more field goal attempts because you turned the ball over. So the Suns were minus eleven in points off turnovers and minus. 27 from the three point line. I mean, you're, you're not beating anybody, anybody yeah. with those 10 numbers. And I don't think Denver got would
0: have gotten beat by anyone in the league playing the way they played the other night. And I knew we were in trouble in the first quarter when the Sun shot 67% and had a one point lead. That's when you're yeah. like, "Oh, well, Murray,
1: yeah. yeah, Murray hit four of his first five shots and you, you know, he's a little bit like Booker. You can just kind of see it with those guys in their eyes like, "Okay, we we might want to find a way to get on top of this fire cuz it it could get out of hand."
0: Now, Kevin, uh, the fans in, in Phoenix are notorious. And you you're around the NBA a lot. You're you're in city to city. Is it every city that overreacts to each loss the way we do?
1: Like this city is Oh, completely. Okay, they're all like that. It's yeah. It's you know everybody feels like their team is playing the worst, and oh my god, that the world is ending. But it is it is that way in every other city. Okay, I can assure you of that, having been in those other cities. That you know the fans. It, it, it is. In playoff time, and regardless of what sport, but in playoff time, you know, you feel like the world is ending after one playoff loss, and it's like, oh my gosh, they've got all the momentum. Well, look, we all know, you know, all the momentum lasts, you know, has an expiration date of about 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, no, (laughs) I mean, look at the Kings. You know, going back and correct. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, the Kings and Warriors series, which turned out to be one of the best series I've ever watched. Uh, was so back and forth. I don't think anybody ever had momentum.
1: Uh. No, and you know, Kings fans were you know they were they were thrilled. They were coming home. They were going to be taken on the team and in their building, which is one of the loudest, if not the loudest, in the NBA, especially after their 16 year drought. But they just assumed that they were going to light the beam and send the Warriors home. Yeah. Well, they forgot that dude over there uh, for the Warriors, <laughs> beach <you> by himself, <laughs> went. Just, yeah, it just went surgical on, yeah. on Sacramento, and it just offered up a subtle little reminder, we're still the defending champs, uh, and they still got me. Yeah,
0: and it was the best seventh game amazing. in playoff history, maybe. Well, that's... It, think, it was it was fabulous. Yeah, it was amazing. It was a different sport altogether, but you remember when the Diamondbacks and the Yankees were playing game six? Oh. And then it comes down to a yeah. complete blowout. Right. And And that's the thing about playoffs on all your sports, like you were saying, Kevin, is... The, it's a soap opera. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Up and down each game. But the players can't be now, Kevin. I want you to do something for me right now as the as the other okay. voice of the Phoenix Suns, and then we're going to get into that in a second. Uh, I want you to, without a cliche of it's a long series, every make the fans comfortable, but you can't mention that it's a long <laughs> series. Tell me what Kevin Ray feels because you go through it too. You're as emotional a fan as 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 me. You're just more even keeled. Yeah. I'm just I'm just a little bit bipolar, and you seem to have your crap together. <laughs> so tell me, like right now, as a an even keeled guy who's seen every bounce of the ball this year, what you're looking for tonight? What scares you? And what uh, makes you what what like satiates you? What makes you feel okay? <laughs>
1: Well, I'll start with what makes me feel okay. Uh, the, the, the dudes who wear number one and number 35 for the, you know, for the, for the purple and orange. That would be one, Devin Booker and, and Kevin Durant. And let's not forget, you know, Chris Paul. All three of those guys are extremely Uh, Talented at making the necessary adjustments. I do not believe that Kevin Durant is going to turn the ball over seven times again here tonight. Um, He he delivered, you know, a brilliant performance aside from the seven turnovers, a a double double 29 and 14. Uh, I also look for um, some. Needed adjustments from Suns coach Monty Williams. A lot with of them. the rotation. <laughs> I'm, I, I am anticipating some adjustments, and I'll just leave it at that. I'll say your adjustments, <laughs> Kevin.
0: No more Landry <laughs> Shamit, and DeAndre doesn't necessarily have to start the game to so we can assert a different attitude.
1: Well, I think the attitude will come. I mean, look, if you remember, after that Clippers, after those first couple of games, DeAndre came out and said. Uh, you know the, his teammates virtually everybody and the coaching staff as well was letting him have it and hear it about the, the lack of force in rebounding and he responded and had you know double doubles the rest of the series so i i expect a similar response from him tonight i uh, i expect a team that will not kick the rock around yeah. and do a much better job of defending the you know the three point line um, I, I see them getting a better handle on Jamal Murray. You know the concern is that Nikola Jokic didn't have a particularly great scoring game. He was no. nine of twenty-one, but he still impacts it with you know nineteen rebounds. So yeah. I expect the response from from the good guys tonight, uh, and I expect this series to be evened up at the at the end of the night. You think they walk away with the win?
0: Now here's what I here's what I would tell fans: expect two-zero Denver. But a showing tonight that gives you confidence that when they come home they can win games. I don't think they win tonight.
1: Yeah, well, look, and, and that that is a possibility. And there is the one thing that we got to remember. And I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, this team, and, and I know it's it's a far different collective from the team that got to the finals a couple of years ago. But you know, you you look at that Warriors team, and yes, they've got the championship pedigree, but. To see that they bounce back after being in that two zero hole, yeah. you know this this Suns team has not been in that kind of a hole in the playoffs ever with this particular group, and you know there there is a part of you that would you know that that asks how would this team respond? You know what what would they look like? How how would they you know? come together as a collective to say, okay, we're in a 2-0 hole here, but we still believe in ourselves. I hope we don't have to get that answer revealed, Yeah, but it, it is certainly a possibility. I mean, yeah, because Denver, I mean, people, the, the fans that you're talking about who get so emotional, these are the same fans that are hanging on to this Denver team being swept a couple of years yeah, ago. True. I mean, you know, Sons and Four guy is <laughs> is looking for a new battle cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's five and then it's just shut up. Window? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's <laughs> right. time.
0: Backdoor sweep, maybe, but I don't see it happening. And just shut up about that. This series, you know, to, to the fans that say that, this series wasn't supposed to be a sweep on either end. Both these teams are are, are good enough to, to pop a couple games off here. Arizona's most
1: funniest morning show. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mornings. Sickness. I'm listening because I want to. Morning, somebody, a.k.u.p.d.
1: Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Uh, I got a question uh, for Camry. I, I said, yeah, I, I said, coming in real quick, I just said coming into the playoffs, and you and I had this conversation, um, that there were going to be no easy outs, but. No. For- anybody this season uh, in, in the Western Conference playoffs. And we're seeing, you know, we saw the same thing play out in the Eastern Conference. I mean, look at Miami for crying out yeah. loud. So you just got to, you know, you just got to buckle up and know that there's going to be a few games and nights that you're going to take your lumps, but you just got to believe in, you know, in the guys that you got on the floor.
0: Yeah. And tip your cap to the opponent every once in a while and go, you got us. But Which I, I think what happened the other night. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Where you K Ray? How much dominating gear do you own? <laughs> do you buy any of the dominating
1: gear? I I ordered a set of of each color for John. Yes, um, thank you. Because I because 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 I know he was clamoring.
0: For oh, it. <laughs> you know you know me, and you know I'll be wandering the streets of Phoenix wearing dominating gear because nothing says. Uh, push me over and take my money, like dominate and uh, wear. I, I can't stand that I, I feel that way about him, but I want him off the floor. And, and uh, do you have any push at all to where you can make a couple phone calls and make Landry Shamit like the eighth guy off the bench? I know you're not supposed to answer those questions, call but money. the ultimate frustration is I'm watching Landry Shamit run around scoring as many points as I am sitting in my underwear watching the game.
1: <laughs> it it is the off season for me, Johnny, so they've got my number on D. Oh, so. they do. Oh man. I, I I have no input whatsoever. How how much Not do you in sc- season anyway?
0: Yeah, do you scream at the TV like I do like, "Why is shout out of the game?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please tell me that you have those moments. You can't uh, it, be this even. It uh, I no, it it's uh it well, look, it it is is challenging for me as it is just because you know you go from doing every game all season long, you get to the first round of the playoffs, and now you get to the even higher level of games, and so I'm going through this this period at the present time of sitting there and half broadcasting the yeah. game and half being a fan <laughs> and, and getting frustrated. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've got, uh, I've got double confliction going on, right?
0: Now. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's mind numbing to watch this thing and that. So, uh, what would your perfect rotation be? Who's your first guy off the bench?
1: Well, I, I would, I, I really felt like that campaign would be first yeah. off, um, Especially having a few extra days after wrapping up the Clippers series, you know. Look, Cam's missed a ton of time this season, and maybe just you know, maybe Monty and the staff felt that he needed some additional conditioning. But I just think that in terms of pace, the pace that Cam can bring you, um, and you know, the the one concern, even going back to the Clippers series, that has now stretched into you know six games, but. They're only averaging, they being the Suns, are only averaging about 23 three-point attempts per game. So that's down about 11 or 12 from the regular season. And then conversely, the opponents are averaging about 34 or 35. And look, as great as the Suns are with the two-point shot, and they're the best in the league, if you're giving up 17 extra shots to the opponent and you're getting 10 fewer from three, they only have to hit half as many. Yeah, And in this case, you know, the other night, they ended up hitting, you know, nine more than yeah. the Suns hit. So you've just got to find a way to to get that margin uh, fewer for them and, or more realistically, you, you've got to find a way to get it higher because I just feel like now opponents are just consistently running the Suns off the three point line and saying, we'll live with it too. 'Cause we feel like we've got a better three point shooting attack. And they're and not defending. As it, it well. played out the other night that was the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. All right. So you got campaign first off the bench. I'm gonna run down
0: all the way down until you say Landry Shamit, and then I'm gonna tell you you're you wrong. So how about like, how many more players do I have? Five? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that works well, the best for me. I, I think I I I think yeah, I think you look at, at Cam, uh obviously it'll be interesting to see how he approaches with busy and jock. Cause jock yeah. gives you more, you know, a pacing offensively and an opportunity, but you do lose that, that rim protector in Bismack Biombo. Yeah. And I would just, I would love to see a Terrence Ross and a TJ Warren Thank get God. get a run. These are guys, these are guys that can put pressure, you know, while there may not be premier defenders, you know i sometimes you have to flip the script and say they may not be able to defend at an elite level but their their scoring threat creates issues for the other guy you know and the other team and that's that's what i would love to see the Suns do here tonight is kind of flip the script and say, okay, we're going in an offensive mindset, and we believe that our guys can get into a scoring rhythm, and thus put pressure on your defense, and then you start creating additional breakdowns and mismatch situations.
0: Yeah, which is you know, and that's perfect because what you've just said is that first guy off the bench for you is campaign, then you got a Kogi or Tory Craig interchangeable Bismarck, Landale, yep. Ross uh, Warren. Maybe D. Lee, and then finally Landry Shamit if there's like eight injuries. I'm totally in on Kevin Ray's process here. I think that's a perfect, perfect scenario. <laughs> now, one last question about the Suns, and I want to ask you one more thing. Uh, how long do you think until the glow wears off Monty? Because last year's playoffs, he started to get a little bit of like, what's he doing? This year is just mind-boggling that the rotations are more of just a – it's almost like he's just reaching into the cabinet and grabbing something and but fingers. in fairness, he's got a new set of eyes looking. That at That is true. His new Schwartz uh, Laser Eye Center. He's, yeah. he's now meeting guys for the first time. <laughs> yeah. But but doesn't it feel I, haphazard? I and... love the way you incorporate your sponsors. Of really course, <laughs> Kevin, beautiful. we're professionals. Now now a word from Learner and row. No uh, no I just uh, like like uh, don't you think that it's getting to the point now where people start they have to uh, a little bit. I know no one wants to, but you got to start questioning Monty a little here.
1: Well, look here. Here's the thing, and and again, the, these are conversations that you and I have had previously. It, it, the The games that KD missed when he went down with that injury, I felt weren't as necessarily impactful for him as it was for the rotation opportunities, right? Because it didn't it didn't afford Monty and the coaching staff to really. Do some you know some mixing and matching over the course of you know ten, twelve, fifteen games, and I was I was curious and you know somewhat concerned because of how that might impact. That's that's the one drawback to the the NBA trade deadline being as late as it is. You don't have a lot of time to experiment, right? And I think what we've seen a little bit is because you know Monty is, has been leaning on guys that. Have been with him in the coaching staff and that he trusts and look, this is where, and he's no stranger to this, nor are any coaches. I mean, look at, I mean, Look at Mike Budenholzer, and, oh, and you know, okay. I, we, we all understand what Budenholzer, as we found out later, you know, is, is dealing with loss of a brother, and, yeah. and you wish that on on no one, and, you know, thoughts and prayers for his family, because that's just brutal. that's brutal news to yeah. get anytime, much less in the middle of a playoff series. But this is a guy that won the finals a couple of years ago, and he is on a white-hot seat. Yeah. You know, I, I, Monty is no stranger to it. He understands the scrutiny that comes with it, and, you know, when you start winning the way the Suns have, the expectations gets ramped up. And he understands that he will be scrutinized for every single move that works, but even more so the ones that don't work. Um, But I think at this point you really do have to start looking at some some. Different tweaks in your rotation, your lineup. Like if nothing else, you've got to find guys who. And, and he pointed this out. It's not necessarily what point wise that you're getting contribution from your bench. It's it's you know getting defensive stops, yeah. getting rebounds, uh, and not turning the basketball over. So those are the things that I think you have to look at and roll the dice a little bit. And maybe you find one or two of those guys. We've seen with Terrence Ross and TJ, two guys. Guys who can who can get cooking, and maybe we can see the return of campaign, uh, the playoff camp from two years ago.
0: Yeah, that'd be great to see something like that. a little cohesion and some uh, some fluid fluidity with the team as they make those adjustments. Uh, last thing I'm going to tell you, yeah. uh, Al McCoy is all done. Uh, with his, uh, with his regular season and now the playoff run, we're hoping maybe it goes forever and the guy gets a championship finally. But, uh, the team was very late in building him a statue. Would you like me to start a petition to start the Kevin Ray statue now? Or do you want me to? Do you want to give it a few more years? Because because it seems like they're going to wait till you're 90 before anybody even discusses it. And Al's not going to see his own statue if they don't hurry up. We've had all, over four sources that yeah. say they would make a statue. So maybe I'll make you one now, and we'll just keep it in my garage until, unless you screw up and say something about trans people that we're not supposed to do. But you know, it happens. We have broadcasters who've <laughs> been on the show before that are no longer allowed to do it. And and you hang around with me. Well, so. you
1: know, I'll, I'll I'll do I'll do this. You know, maybe because you guys are so creative and so talented, if you can get, like, a case of Play-Doh and maybe you guys can can create a, a K-Ray statue and we can set that in play as a temporary. I like Until uh, something, you know, so we'll give it a few more years before okay. we put the petition on the streets, and maybe you guys can create something. A playwright. Creating, I, I think the, you know, uh, the safe yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like would that. be a bust,
0: yeah. not a full statue. No, I'm going yeah, full statue. Kevin's not a super tall man. This won't be hard. <laughs> a bust on a
1: pedestal? Yeah. Or, <laughs>
0: it's not like we're doing, you know, Tim Kempton over here. That's a crazy. I'll do a bust of Kempton. <laughs> That'll take a lot of yeah, potatoes. Get, get
1: some Play Doh. Get some Play Doh. Get, get some Legos, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you guys feel inclined and we can maybe start a groundswell of support and do it organically <laughs> i like it i
0: like that okay i will work on that because i don't like that al mccoy was ignored and their streets named after wnba players before al mccoy that's been my beef the entire time uh but now we got gonna start thinking ahead and i'm like kevin ray's been around for a while you're gonna be the voice of the suns for the next i don't know millennia so let's uh let's let's get you a statue off the bat
1: It'd be cool to do it like I I, I appreciate the early thinking there, Johnny. I do what I can for you, man. That's
0: what friends do. Kevin, thank you for somewhat placating us, but not really. uh, Give me a prediction. What's your score tonight? You said they're going to win. What do you think?
1: I'm going to go Suns one eleven Nuggets one o seven tight game. All right, I like duel on that. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm hoping you're right because it would be amazing to come back one one. I still think it comes back 2-0 and goes back to Denver two two. I think the Suns protect the home floor. Okay. We got to steal one in the next and just make it a three game series after. Because I don't think the way Denver came off that game, they're not going to come out of. They're going to come out hot. This is going to be a tough one. It's a tough game tonight. Oh uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean the, the Suns got to you know like like I said, tell the fans to buckle up because there yeah. there are no easy rides. This is a tough punch here.
0: All right, Kevin. Thank you for taking the time. Tell that friend of yours that you're with. I said hello, and we will uh, we'll chat later. <laughs>
1: You got it, boy.
0: Right. Be good. There's Kevin, everybody. <laughs> K Ray uh, out there doing his thing and uh, being the Suns announcer, even when the games aren't on, because it's got to drive him insane. I've sat with him at games he's not broadcasting; he can't help himself. He just starts announcing during d- during timeouts and stuff. He sponsors them. It's amazing. There's the Kiss Cam, exactly. And <laughs> we not do that. He doesn't do in house stuff. We're just sitting talking. To go, we're going to take a little break here, Johnny, and we're going to talk about uh, learner and Rowe and what they can do for you during this free throw. I'm like what the hell just happened? As the official eye doctor of the Phoenix Suns, uh, Schwartz Laser Eye Center, I know that. We're we're just drinking and talking, but what's going on? He's great though, Kevin. He watches a great football guy. games and just mouths the words. Oh, by himself, he's like just <laughs> he's incredible. Constantly like, practicing, he, uh, the ultimate professional, and no business being friends with me. I am brand liability. That man will never get a statue once they find out that he hangs out with me. Uh, every once in a while, he's he's a fun dude, great guy too. So, uh, Kevin, hopefully appeased everybody's kind of feelings that it all ended the other night. He thinks they win tonight. I'm a bit more black cloudish on tonight's game, but I still think. The Suns are just fine. And I don't want to say the cliche it's a long series, but it's a long series. Uh, it's 9-11. We got uh, what Brady would do coming up in just moments. The great K-Ray just joined us.
1: Hey, it's not weird. It is. pretty cool, actually. No membership fees. I have heard enough of this. You've been
0: listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.